Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus the Christ is alive. Amen. Humans were born to fellowship with Him, and He is God. Amen. And He's the most glorious, beautiful person in the universe. Lord, thank You for today. Thank You for saving us. I bless those listening to this podcast, and I believe with them that that You will reveal Your glory to them. Send out laborers, Lord, into the harvest fields in the Philippines, in Japan, and Indonesia, that part of the world. Raise up men and women of God with the anointing. Amen. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Lord, continue to anoint worship leaders and the songwriters around the world and give them the songs that are blessing millions of people. In Jesus' name. Just a side note. I I hope that you have access to the great worship songs that are available, you know, on YouTube and, of course, music, uh, all kinds of of great worship. But it's amazing the songs that they are producing. You know, the new songs that come out, it's almost like they get better. And there's one that has come out that talks about the only scars in heaven will be on, on the hands that hold me now. To think that Jesus Christ died for the world and suffered and and shed his blood and and will have scars for eternity it just he's alive his glory is available and that's the answer his presence and glory the presence of god the presence of jesus the holy spirit which fills heaven the Holy Spirit fills heaven and He's on everywhere on the earth. That That's the answer. I could stop the message right now. Um, he's glorious beyond description. He's merciful, gracious in giving, long-suffering, slow to anger, abounding in goodness, abounding in truth. You know, when God revealed Himself to Moses, he, he said those things and more. And Jesus is literally the fulfillment of all of that. It's just so glorious. A practical spiritual thing, you might say. Someone may say, well, how can I experience Him like, like that? If we seek Him with all of our heart, we will find Him. That's in Jeremiah. There's also three realms of prayer. Ask, seek, knock. And so, and Jesus gave two parables about persistence. So we do need to um, be spiritually hungry and seek Him and persist. But it's glorious. You know, it's so wonderful to think that we have a relationship with the Almighty God and that Jesus, how wonderful He is. When He gives us a touch, we will only want to seek Him and, and it's... It's glorious. It's what we were born to do. It's not difficult. I know. I know. I've already presented, you know, information and and some various topics. But I want to emphasize, you know, and almost start over 
and emphasize that the answer, of course, the presence of Jesus, His glory, His majesty, the person of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. And it's this relationship. It's nothing else. Not information, not studying the Bible, not anything else. We could list a million things that we as humans do to meet our needs. Well, the real answer is the presence of Jesus. And right in the hiding in His presence is the power of God, which is just so glorious. I mean, that's a... But, but the presence of Jesus, to think if Jesus Christ was on the earth, let's say in somewhere in Israel, well, everyone would want to go there. We would want to go there. Well, we have Jesus within us, all around us, all the time. So I want to encourage you with that. And also, um, that revelation that He's within us and all around us all the time, can, can literally transform us and we realize the, the riches of the glory of the mystery and that God has made it simple and easy. He's right, you know, amen, amen. That's... Okay, today I do want to speak and this week about the theme of the Gospel of John. Jesus is the Son of God. And today, just to to introduce this wonderful topic, three times angels... Let me just read this, okay? God sent angels three times to mankind to announce the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. The three visitations. Number one, the Annunciation. Gabriel visited Mary. Number two, Gabriel appeared to Mary's husband, Joseph, in a dream. That's in Matthew 1. Um... Gabriel visited Mary. That's Luke 1. And then number 3, an angel of the Lord. And then a multitude of angels visited shepherds. That's in Luke 2. And we know also that God spoke audibly twice from... twice saying... And let me read these words... When Jesus was baptized, God spoke audibly, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's in Matthew 3. And during the transfiguration, God spoke audibly, Quote, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. Listen to Him. That's in Matthew 17. So we see in Matthew that He's revealed as as God's Son. But the theme of John, the Son of God. That's the fourth Gospel. It completes everything. Four is the number of the earth, and and God came to the earth as a man. It's just so glorious. And, you know, to think that God did something more sacrificial than coming Himself to the earth. He sent His only Son. I want to take a step back and and let's think about something. To think that the only true God, the great God Jehovah, on the highest 
throne in the universe. And did you know that in heaven, people often journey towards the throne and the glory is so strong that they fall on their faces. They almost, they cannot withstand His glory and the angels are there to strengthen them and give them fruit and think to so that they can keep going towards the throne. I mean, those are descriptions in modern day books. That's in, um, I'll give the reference later, but that it just, and so he solved, he came to earth as a man. And Jesus Christ today, the Son of God and the Lord God Almighty, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the express image of His person, the brightness of His glory, and the exact representation of God's nature. Those, of course, famous summaries from, I believe it's Colossians and Hebrews. The exact representation of God's nature. And I, I, I want to emphasize the, the great irony, the great tragedy most people in the world have they have a certain view of God and then their view of Jesus Christ is often completely different everyone knows how wonderful Jesus Christ is and they're one they're the same they are Jesus emphasized that again and again even he's God's son but he he's the other theme of the gospel of John is that he is the Lord God Almighty. And Jesus spoke about this often. He said, I and my Father are one. In the Bread of Life passage, He mentioned His... He spoke about His holy relationship with His Father ten times. Ten times. So, there's so much a wonderful content in the Gospel of John. I mean, I've heard many people say that's their favorite Gospel. But, so I, I want to hone in though on today, on the Son of God. Forever He's the Son of God. Even though He's the Lord God Almighty also. You know, and that's an eternal revelation. Here's something fascinating from our earthly human perspective. God created the human race and He created, of course, the entire, um, you might call it, the miracle of a father having a son. And then that son grows up and then he might have a son. Here's a way to explain it. If somebody objects and says, well, how can Jesus be the Son of God and God? How can He be both? I've heard people say that. They said, they say, you know, He's the Son of God. He's not God. Um, okay, so from the human perspective, let's take a person. They are a son, right? Every person on the earth or a, a, a daughter has a has a, let, let's just use the example of a son, has a father. Okay? And let's say that that son has a, 
another son. Okay, so <laughs> I, I want to keep this simple. But the point is, someone can be both a son and a father. And many other things. They can be an uncle. They can be a friend. They are a friend of other people. They are... They have a profession. They have a nationality. My point is, which one is that person? Are they a son or are they a father? They're both. And and why is that? Because God created man into His own image. And even unbelievers, every person on the earth, what they're doing is a... And I say this in great reverence. What they are doing is a reflection of the Almighty God. The Almighty God gave His Son to the world. And that's His Son. But they are one. And so Jesus is also the Lord God Almighty. So I just... That's a a human perspective. And I could have explained that better. But... The same thing can be said for a mother having a daughter. You know, the same principle. And it's this glorious thing to think that unbelievers, you know, if they have a family, that's the most precious thing to them, right? That's just, that's the, they, they would die for their child. Well, God has create, given them that, of course, and created that institution and that entire concept. And we could even look at it another way. A person, as I said, someone can be a son, a father, an uncle, a friend. They have a, maybe a profession, a nationality. They may have many other things. They may say that they... Um, and, and that's a earthly, very, very earthly, faint example of how Jesus Christ is so many, many revelations of Him. He's the King, the Son of Man, the, the Savior, the Messiah, the Son of God. He's the bread of life, the light of the world. All these wonderful revelations that all... It's just, you know, so... It, it's... I, I just wanted to give that earthly example. I want to take a short time and just build hunger in anyone who will listen. I mentioned earlier the angels who came and visited humans and announced the birth of Jesus. And in one visitation, a multitude of angels. I mean, we don't know how many were there. They are made from God's glory. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the... um, That's who... He indwells us and is all around us. When we meet Him, we'll only want Him. We'll only want Jesus. When In the Transfiguration, famous event, Jesus spoke to Moses and Elijah and that they were caught up in this cloud of glory. That's the Holy Spirit. That's who we have for eternity. It's, I want to just add into this portion most people don't know that don't realize that that that's what God is like that he's available all the time and those who make it to heaven will be in that glory for eternity the glory of the Lord 
glorious beyond description for all eternity. They will be in the anointing and the anointing will be in them and they will be flowing in the presence of Jesus Christ. That's available to us. That's that's the treasure. That's the beyond words. Sat another irony, even most believers, many believers don't know that that that, that he is like that. Okay, and and therefore don't have an interest in the things of God, there, that's just, a, 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 in fact, a great man of God said, if somebody just is in the born-again phase, they'll just get very bored. And, and so what happens? Humans go to other things to meet our needs, such as riches, pleasures, entertainment, other things, you know, And I just at least want to mention before we find, before we get born of the Holy Spirit, it's it it's an effort, right? It's difficult to to we have to try to make ourselves, um, you know, maybe read the Bible or other things. One time, someone in my family said, "Oh, having a, those family devotionals is difficult." Well. Let's forget all that. When we meet Him, we will only want Him. It's the greatest privilege. It's the the our. If someone asked us to list our one thousand most favorite things, every one of them would be Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Lord, um, worshiping Him learning from Him, following Him, seeking Him, on and on and on. The top 10,000 things. I mean, that's another irony. I keep repeating that, but it's such an irony. Like we ourselves, and it's, it is the normal progression of a believer. We start in the born-again phase. We, we don't understand the glory of God. The way Jesus explained it is, He said, Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So when someone's born again, they see the kingdom of God, but they haven't entered it. And it is a relationship. We were made for relationship. I, I just had this thought. God Almighty giving His Son to the world. They have this holy, sacred, eternal relationship that Jesus spoke about. That's why we as humans are made for relationships. First, with God. Second, with other people to love our neighbor as ourself. Relationships. We were, that's why are humans like that? Because we're created in God's image. And because the Father and Jesus have this glorious relationship, our entire faith is based on that. And the reason I emphasize relationship you know, it's not about anything else. It's not about studying the Bible. Now, that can be good. But just recently, I spoke with a man of God and, and I, I explained, <laughs> it was just kind of tested. 
well, I, I mentioned to him the the four phases of knowing God, and and I said, you know, I don't want to give his name, but I said, I'll use the name, let's say, John. Um, no, let's use the name Bill. I said, you know, Bill, I said, most many Christians don't realize this. And he said, yes, you know, people don't study and they don't, they're not diligent. Now, there's a place for that. But it's really 100% this glorious relationship. And that leads to this salvation. If someone does not have that relationship, they miss out on all of this. And the tragedy is they end up in hell. That relationship is the entire crux of salvation. It's the choice between God and self. That's God has offered a relationship to every person. And if they don't receive, if they choose self, Jesus explained that, He said, unless a seed, a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it lives alone. They live alone Though on the earth they may have many good relationships, but they will be alone for eternity in hell. Hell is the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And for anyone who's still listening to this podcast, I want to just mention, I did see hell one time. I had a vision of hell. I don't want to focus on it. I don't want to give... I didn't I don't even often give my name in this podcast but I saw hell beneath me and I saw the fire uh, and I heard the loud wailing of what sounded like a multitude of people and it stayed with me since then it's like it happened yesterday and it's very it's very scary it was scary truly scary and I'm not telling you everything that I saw but You see, these, these are the biggest extremes ever. To think that God offers heaven and the glory, His glory and majesty to every person. And yet, most people choose self and end up in hell. How can this be? Because we're made in God's image and He, he cannot make anyone receive Him. As much as he, he wants everyone to be saved, He doesn't want anyone to end up in hell. He, when Jesus visited the people in hell, took Mary Baxter to hell, He wept numerous times. He knew everything about them and why they ended up in hell. He told, he, and, and the people pleaded with Him, please let me out. I'll repent. I'll I mean, you just can't imagine. We as human beings, we're so foolish. And I, I'm... I don't want to worry about this and I'm not, I don't want to, but I I just, I know this message has taken a different turn. But it's very, it's, it's the most wonderful thing, but the most serious. And Reinhard Bonnke emphasized that greatly. He he said, your eternal destiny depends on this. This is, um, and, and we as humans, I, I mentioned foolish, 
we're foolish in so many ways. Even all truth is parallel in that, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to be negative, but most people don't get saved. Most people don't understand His glory and majesty. They stay in the born-again phase. We, we, we do a thousand other things instead of seeking Him and His glory. And that I could give many examples of our foolishness. We're foolish if we... Or what's that famous scripture? Um, only a fool says there's no God. You know, anyone who... I mean, that's... Okay. Let me finish with the, the great news. We can, He's merciful. We can always come back to Him. His mercies are new every morning, even every hour. Uh, if If someone repents and and humbles themselves before Him. Amen. He receives them. Even if... Well, so glory to God for that. And and thank you for listening. Blessings. Please email us at hello at wonderreality.org. We've yesterday created created a website, Jesus the Great I Am, um, dashes between those, those words, and .org. And preparing another one Please do visit our websites. They're on our homepage of wonderreality.org. We need your prayers, partnership, and financial support to keep this going. I don't push for that, but when we give, we receive. Amen. In fact, there's seven results of giving. Jesus said, Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your, your uh, being. You know what that means? A great man of God explained when we give with our hands, God gives back to us so much we have to carry it on our chest with both arms. That's how giving God is. I mean, you realize how everything is over and above with our great God. He did something more sacrificial than coming Himself. He gave His only Son. Um, he stops the iniquity of the fathers at the third and fourth generation because He's merciful. And if they repented at the first generation, He would stop it there. Someone can speak about Jesus Christ and they will be forgiven. That's a guarantee. And, and let me say, I, I follow these... I've mentioned this before, but in case you haven't heard it, I follow... Well, some entertainers just for, for... That's my one thing that I sometimes follow. For, uh, and they're creative entertainers. Two of them are... All four of them are, are famous. In fact, two, I think, are world famous. And in their shows and in their... They use the Lord's name in vain and they often use Jesus Christ's name in vain. Often. And I sometimes turn it off they will be forgiven. That's how merciful God is. When we give, He gives back seven times. Give, it shall be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Shall men give into your being. Your bosom means into your being. <laughs> I mean, I had never realized that until this man of God explained that. That we give with our hand and He... <laughs> 
I mean, it's just amazing. Um, here's another example. We could give so many wonderful examples of his, of how gracious and giving he is. Every person who receives Jesus, okay, instantly their spirit person completely alive. And if they died, they'd go to heaven and they'd be in the same glory as the patriarchs of the faith and all the, um, everyone else. How about this? Every child under the age of five is in God's kingdom and if they die, they go to heaven. Every one of them. You know 30,000 children die every day, tragically, under the age of five from malnutrition um, and diseases. And, and it's a very, you know, it's a, they go directly to heaven. You might even argue, and I, and I don't, I'm not making light of this, but but it's because it's very serious, and and we know there's great suffering in the world. But it would almost be better for someone to die under the age of five than choose self and end up in hell. I mean, I've never said that in this podcast, but you know that that's how serious this is but it's serious for believers too and oh glory to God thank you for listening that was a little uh, uh, I know I've touched on several things but blessings